You're listening to a DM podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the podcast with the best banter, greatest gut feels, and most ridiculous narratives on planet Earth. Get ready to dominate the NRL fantasy season with the team from Top King League. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the uh, Talking League Sunday Rep. This will be the final show of the uh, Rep for the year. Uh, what a bloody entertaining round. Um, some absolute hammerings, um, which I guess a lot of us probably would have predicted with the higher uh, teams uh, taking on the lower place teams. Um, but I don't think we imagined the hidings that that they're actually that they were going to be. They were they were some there were some massive scores, some absolutely. As a absolute hidings, like I just said, and unfortunately um, for the Tigers and 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 the Warriors and the Broncos, they just got absolutely pummeled. Um, but um, yeah, as I said, some but some very very close games um, that were were really really entertaining. Um, notably, the Dragons game tonight was was actually really good. I didn't see it, but I just heard a bit of bit of detail about it, and it sounded like it was a cracking game. Also, that Thursday night game um, was was it was quite a good entertaining game as well, right down to the wire there. Um, 466 points scored over the course of round 23, which um, I, I'm not sure what the record is for points scored, but that, uh, that is pretty up there. Right, we'll bring in the boys anyway, who have had pretty busy weekends. Um, Shooter, how have you been, mate? And um, and I hear you've had a pretty busy weekend. Yeah, a little bit dusty. I um, went out for a few shandies last night, so I didn't see many footy, uh, footy games. So I've only watched a couple of games. Oh, I'm... Actually caught a few games tonight, which they were quite good considering the the quality of quality of the teams. But um fantasy team I got I scored nine seventy four, I think, which I don't know. It seems pretty standard, but I've also seen some big scores with the people that had the likes of Angus and that butcher and that. So pretty steady. Yeah, yeah, some pretty big scores, bro. Um, and Jay Warrior, how about you, mate? You've also had a, a pretty busy weekend helping out in Nelson with the flooding that they've had there. Um, that's uh, really good to hear, mate. Thank you. No, it's uh, yeah, it's good, but uh, I too probably haven't seen as many games. The games, thanks to ABC Radio in Australia, and uh, they've commentated pretty well. And uh, yeah, but it's been a good week for my fantasy team because I got 1,055 and jumped 300 spots back into the under the 2K. I've got increased the gap on the professor, so I'd say he's history. And he'll be gutted because he reckons he's uh, got this big team value. But, yeah, it's not how big it is, it's how you use it. And uh, I've used my team pretty well this week. I had... I only had that butcher. I actually don't have Angus Crichton, so that was a bit annoying. But, uh, yeah, we'll talk about our studs and duds shortly. But, uh, no, it was good. Yeah, I had a I had a thousand eighteen, so I had Angus Crichton and um and I had Nat Butcher as well. What let me down this week is I I went for a pretty safe option and Cameron Murray as my captain, and he just really uh, Souths just yeah they just didn't really show up. Uh, I don't feel and and he just really didn't get the run meters and um just. Yeah, I think he was quite well looked after by Isaiah Yo and Epicorus. So he didn't really get the run meters, didn't get any offloads. Um, 
And yeah, just a sort of a nothing game from him. Sort of didn't get the minutes. I think he only played about fifty six minutes, which is um, which is quite a bit weird considering they played such a, a good um, Penrith side. I thought he would have got the eighty minutes, but never mind. I dropped a few more ranks and um, another red arrow for me, unfortunately. Anyway, yeah. So we'll uh, we'll get into our our studs. How good is this play? Uh, shooter, Angus Crichton. We just mentioned him. Yeah, uh, scored 101 points, which is uh, a pretty um, decent score. Especially with, um, if you had him and Nat Butcher, well, geez, he had about 200 points there almost. Um, yeah, so two tries, um, 22 tackles, eight tackle breaks. He did it all. Offloads, four offloads. I didn't, I didn't actually see the game, but... And it was a pretty close one, only sixty-eight points in it or something. So, um, yeah, I don't know. He was—he was—he looked like he's been pretty on. He's a player that I actually regret that I didn't pick up this season. But um, maybe, maybe black book him for next year. Yeah, he had some really barnstorming runs. Eh? Sam Walker was uh, feeding quite nicely, and uh, and man, there they just—he just carved up and looked like the old Angus of a couple of years ago, where he was just dominating, scoring sixty plus every week, yep. and. Um, Jay Warrior, Jack Bird, he had a cracker tonight by the sounds of it. As I said, I didn't see this game, but he, he racked up 80 points. Yeah, so uh, at halftime, I think he was on 27, and it's sounding like from the commentators that he was busting a few tackles, and then in the second half, yeah, but the, they were raving about this try he scored at the to finish off a try. Apparently, it's a real cracker, so I'll have to watch the highlights to see that. And then he scored a second off a... Teletai Amon kick and then ran the distance. So that was uh, pretty handy for an 81 with a massive 10 tackle bust. So a lot of love for my man, Jack Bird. Yeah, the old Jack Bird, eh? Back to those tackle busting ability that he, that he, we always know he's ha- he had. Uh, just, just sort of hadn't been showing it much this season until the last sort of, uh, I was saying to you before, Jay Warrior, just, um, the last three weeks, he's actually been really good, and he would have been a really good pickup, sort of a last trade for you know one of your guys. So like a uh, a guy that got injured, uh, maybe like uh, from Garrick, maybe or you know he would have been a real good guy to 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 finish off the year with the way he's been going. Um, uh, for me, I had I had Nat Butcher, obviously the four tries and and, and ninety points, uh, but but for me, definitely on the end of Luke Carey, who was just terrorize that Tigers edges all night. That whole right side of the Tigers just got absolutely blown away by Luke Keary. Um, back to the Luke Keary of old, and I think he's starting to fire right at the business end of the season when they really want. Um, but yeah, Nat Butcher's my uh, my stud, but as I said, on the end of, of Luke um, uh, uh, Luke Keary masterclass. No, 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 no. Right, our duds and... Uh, Shooter, poor old Ezra Mam got absolutely run over by a big nasty on uh, on uh, Friday night, didn't he? Ten missed tackles. Yeah, I, I feel a bit uh, actually a bit stink doing this to Ezra because he's he's been a um, pretty good player this year, but uh, like he made seventeen tackles, but then he missed ten, so he made more demerits <laughs> than he did points and tackles. Um, so yeah, it was never going to be even when they put Naz on the. Um, on the on the edge there, like the the size difference is humongous. It's like David versus Goliath. 
Yeah, exactly, mate. Do you reckon they did that purposely just to run him at Ezra Mam all night? Surely there was something in it, eh? Because he had a terrible night. I, f- yeah. I actually felt really sorry for him, but he's a gun player. He'll be, he'll be sweet. He's probably still licking his wounds, mate. He'd be pretty yeah. sore, I would think. Yeah. And uh, Jay Warrior, Jason Talmalolo again, just not, not producing, eh? It sucks when they play against your team. Your team cops are spanking. The least he could do is score against my team. And he just did stuff all as usual. You know, to be fair, I probably tipped other people off and said, if you're going to bring him in, make sure you get rid of him for the last five weeks because he's just sitting there doing nothing, the big blob. And, uh, yeah, he's going in my black book of players I can never put back in my team. I've had him twice this year, and I am over him. He is in the black book of death, never to get again. The problem is you see him cheap, 500, 550, and you think, maybe he could rekindle my love, but he's dead to me. (laughs) Yeah, he's been a bit off this year. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that, mate. Um, for me, was uh, was Adam Reynolds again. Um, the Broncos getting absolutely pummeled. Um, the Broncos probably really relied on Adam Reynolds to step up and just help guide the team around against a rampant storm side. But unfortunately, they just couldn't contain the storm, who are just absolutely sending it right now. And uh, they're charging towards the finals pretty well. Um, but as I said, pretty hard to score when you're standing behind your, your sticks all night, isn't it? Um, I mean, Storm had a really good game plan just to shut him down, and, and they did that really well. Not only Reynolds, but that whole Bronco site, they just shut them down in every aspect, unfortunately. Um, Adam Reynolds, he only 24 points, but uh, funny, only only 350-odd kick metres, which is quite unusual. I thought there would have been a, far lot of, of, you know, a hell of a lot more the way the Storm kept the Broncos in their end for, for the majority of the game. So definitely down on kick metres, one try assist. I think he had... Uh, five or six missed tackles as well. Um, so, yeah, the, unfortunately, the Broncos just got dominated in, in all aspects. Um, talking about Black Booker's uh, Jay Warrior, takes us into our next segment, uh, Black Booker's 2023. Someone that, um, that some players that you sort of chucked in the Black Book that you might want to start with next year. Uh, Jay Warrior, who, who have you got earmarked there? Yeah, I've got a player that's come on quite late this year. And probably a lot of them started in our team at the start of the season and traded him pretty quickly. And that's Talatai Amon. I really reckon he's got his confidence. I think he scored like five tries in the last three weeks. And he's starting to look like it's not just pass the ball to Ben Hunt. And I reckon he's going to step up. And some of those young halves, you know, like Dylan Brown, that first year he played at Parramatta, didn't really do a lot. He sort of said, no, nah, Moses, it's your team. You run the show. And so I'm just going to stick him in my little black book. And if he's uh, cheap enough at the start of the year, I think he could be worth a wee crack. Yeah, not a bad shout He definitely has come on the last few weeks. And, and you know, he's only going to be better for a good full off season next year, ready to roll round one. He could be a really handy little pickup. Um, Shooter, how about you, mate? Who have you sort of earmarked for, for next year and a player you're likely to look at starting with? Um, well, this is a play. He was actually a pretty gun fantasy player last year, but then he sort of seemed to fall off the radar this year, which I don't really know why, um, but even with myself. But I was watching him tonight, and I thought, man, he's good. And that's um, Hudson Young. I reckon if he 
if you can trust Ricky to keep keep starting him, um, he's almost a guaranteed you've got to have on your edge, I reckon, because um, he's such a gun player. Yeah, funny you say that, eh? Because I don't think the Raiders have got any real uh, any edges coming, have they? And 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 Ricky has been playing him for eighty most weeks, so he could be a real good little smoky to start off with next year. And it'll be interesting to see how many people actually look to start with him. What's his price at now? Is it around about seven hundred and fifty k? Uh let's have a look. He might be pretty up there in price. Yeah. Uh, um, I know he, he was cheap at one point. Yeah, seven hundred and eight at the moment. Yeah. Um, so I guess he'll be around that late six hundreds, maybe next yeah. year. Yeah. Um, but but I think like you can't go wrong. He, he could easily make an Origin team next year. I I assume he's New South Wales, um, player. And there has been talk about him even making the Aussie World Cup squad. So, but I think he's pretty gun, and I don't think you'd go wrong uh, starting him as one of your guns anyway. Yeah, fair call, mate. Yeah, fair call. Maybe you said not one that might not be as well thought of next year. Um, for me, I've I'm looking at Luciano Lelua at the Cowboys next year with uh, Tom Gilbert moving off to the Dolphins. I've got a feeling that uh, Lucy will probably uh, seal down an eighty-minute edge. I don't know that uh, Helium Luki is going to be ready for round one, and he's probably going to be eased in quite slow. So I can actually see uh, uh, Lucy really, really going well next year on that edge in a really good good attacking Cowboys team that I feel is probably going to be far better next year than they have been this year. Um, so, yeah, for me, Luciano Lelua could be a real a real good one to have, and, and I don't think he's going to be too too highly priced, you know, maybe around the mid-500s. And to have a gun edge in your, in your side at round one at that price is, is, is probably a, a bit of a bargain, really, considering the way we've seen him play in past years at, at a not-so-good a team in the Tigers. Yeah. Yeah. So, like he got uh, sixty this weekend, didn't he? And yeah, he played eighty minutes on the edge. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, he played eighty minutes. Another one I've got as well. I've just had a look, and he's not—he's never really been too fantasy relevant, but he sort of just hasn't got the minutes. And that's Sam Verrill's going to the Titans. I think he—he he probably going to get an eighty-minute um, uh, role there. I feel. I don't think old Booth is going to be back any time around that round one just with that nasty leg injury he copped. And I just think Aaron Clark's probably going to play the 13 with Tino at prop. So I think Beryls may possibly jag an 80-minute um, roll there at the Titans, and he could be a, a little smoky out of the blocks next year if you want to have a have a bit of a punt. Yeah. Um, the other hooker I'm thinking about is Brandon Smith. But the problem is he's starting to score well this year, but he's still 566, so... If he's 600,000, I just reckon he's going to kill it in that um, Roosters team. So yeah. it'd be good if he could have a couple of rubbish games or get put on the bench and lower his <laughs> price for us. Yeah, the good thing too there with uh, Brandon Smith is he doesn't play Origin either, so he's pretty much yeah. going to play every round except for whatever buy rounds they have. Eh? So yeah, he could be a, another a, a handy option. Um. A shout out to our sponsors at Game Day Squad, um, first Australian fantasy platform uh, utilising blockchain and NFT technology. Um, if you haven't already, head over to uh, gamedaysquad.com.au, uh, register your team, it's free to register, and uh, open some free packs and get your squad sorted for uh, 2023. Some real exciting things coming there um, at Game Day Squad next year. Uh, if you've got any questions on, on the Game Day Squad, just hit us up uh, on the socials and we can help you out. Uh, also, the rugbyleaguemerch.com. Uh, for all your talking league beer coasters, also uh, beer coolers, fantasy stud, dud, flat track bully, trap city, and also the snake takes t shirt. 
But with the way Snakey's been going, uh, you probably want to wait until 2023 for one of those until you can trust them a little bit more, unfortunately. <laughs> um, and last but not least, the Delete app phone case or mouse pad. I'd say most will be looking to purchase one of these uh, very, very soon if you haven't already. Um, and thank you to everyone who's brought merch this year. The part of the profits uh, from, from Rugby League merch go towards the Men of League Foundation, a, a fantastic cause there. Um, so thank you to Rugby League merch. Uh, also, massive thanks to all our listeners uh, leaving reviews on Apple and Spotify. Um, there's been uh, plenty of reviews this year, so, so thanks heap for that. Right, we'll get into some questions now. Well, not some questions as such. We'll sort of just lead on from where we were last week, talking about some of those top eight teams running into the finals. So um, we'll have a little bit of a, a chat about the Sharks, the Storm and the Roosters just leading into finals. And, and all these teams do look uh, look pretty well set running into finals and look like they could come in pretty hot. So, um, Jay Warrior, what are your sort of thoughts with the Sharks uh, leading into finals and obviously their last two games of the round? Yeah, it's a really nice team, the Sharks, and it's one of the few teams that are in that are going to play finals that I don't hate, um, even though they're TK's team, that sort of irks a little bit. But uh, no, I think they've got enough talent. I just don't know if they've got the experience yet. They might be a year short still. But with Nico Hines, probably the premium player in the, in the comp this year, who's played the most games, um, obviously, Cleary is number one, but he just hasn't played the game. So I think I don't mind the Sharks. And I wouldn't mind seeing them go deep. I just think they're going to fall at the preliminary finals. What about you, Shooter? You got any thoughts on the Sharks, mate? How do you think they're running uh, so far this year? And, and what do you sort of uh, expect from them in, in the finals? Well, I definitely think they're a good chance. Like, they've got play- players like. Um, Dale and that in the in the pack that have been there and done it before. <clears throat> uh, Nico, did he play in the two thousand and twenty grand final? Yeah, he would. He was off the bench, I think. Yeah, so like you know, he's been in good teams, um, and they are flying. They're going to get that second chance probably if they if they do do lose the first first week, um, which I can't really see happening at the moment. I, I honestly think at the moment. Um, you can't really go past them or probably the Roosters as as the form teams in that um, top eight at the moment. Panthers are still playing pretty well as well, considering they're missing uh, Luai and uh, Cleary. But um, yeah, I think I think the Sharks are, have got a, as good a chance as any of the others. Um, and it pains me to say it, but I think uh, they could possibly go all the way. I, I I don't see them beating like a Penrith or someone in the final. I just can't see it. But they've definitely got the squad there that could do it. And yeah. in future year, in future years, I hope they keep building. Yeah, yeah, a little bit like the Cowboys, eh? Um, but I, I see. I the Sharks, they just know how to win. They're just winning everything, you know. The they're dominating all over the park, and they're just, you know, the Will Kennedy injured. They bring in Kate Dykes. You know, he gets injured, so they put young um, Lockie, uh, Miller. Lockie Miller there. And, man, he just lit it up last night. He was fantastic. It looked like he'd been playing for years, you know. I guess playing rugby sevens, you probably, you know, you've got that eye for, uh, you know, the eye to play their eyes up footy, quick, strong, you know, he made a lot of tackle busts. So, yeah, I think the Sharks are going to go real deep in, and and, uh, and I, I'm not sure they'll get to the grand final, but I think they're going to go pretty deep in. Um We'll move on to the Storm. And, and for me, the Storm are a, 
they have a really interesting side. You know, a lot of people were really doubting them a few weeks back when they lost those four games in a row. Um, but you just think about this one. This one person there that that I think is probably. Well, maybe two people there. Cameron Munster is one for sure. But the other one is Craig Bellamy. You know, he has coached how many games now? He knows how to win games. He knows how to get the best out of his players that we've seen time and time again, years and years of experience. And I just think he's the man for the job there to really push the storm into finals. And and really, he's got them firing real well now. And a few weeks back, I said, I, I got laughed at by most of the boys when I said, I think they could possibly win their last six. Now, they've won four out of six, and they've got a couple of tough games. I think they've got the Roosters and Parramatta on the run home. Uh, I think that next week's clash with the Roosters is going to be massive. Uh, I think it's going to be real close. But, um, yeah, I think the Storm, if they continue the way they're going and the way Cameron Munster's just absolutely menacing uh, coming from, from one there and sort of playing around the middle and playing at the back, he's just everywhere and playing that kind of hybrid role that we saw Nico Hines destroy the Warriors with um, earlier in the year. I, I just think the Storm are, are going to win these last two, and I think they will make the grand final. Um, that's my take on them. Jay Warrior, what do you think? Yeah, I've got a big rap on the Storm. Obviously, they've got history. They've got pedigree. But I actually think one of the things that's really starting to pay dividends is Nass. Like, we didn't even mention him in studs, but he was killing it. Yep. And he's found a role, and hes it's like he's finally realised that he's 125 kilos, and he can kill people. You know, like poor old Ezra man. He'd be waking up in a cold sweat looking at that thing. And he's done it two weeks in a row. And if he can dominate an edge, like, it just opens up space. And then they've got great centres, you know. So I just can't... Yeah, I just think, to me, they're, they're a top two team. So for me, I see them in the final. Whether they've got, yeah, it'll be close. Like it's, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tip them as my tip to win it all, but I've got them in the final. Yeah, nice mate, nice. Um, and in the last team, the Rabbitohs, uh, narrowly beaten uh, by Penrith uh, the other night. But, um, Shooter, what are your thoughts on the Rabbitohs, mate? Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I sort of was tipping it to be another Rabbitohs in um, Penrith Grand Final because uh, they just seemed to go on like a real good run. But um, I think their game against Penrith the other night showed that I'd, I'd can't, I, I couldn't tip them to, to even make the Grand Final at the moment. They, they could possibly still uh, get knocked out of the top eight as well. Um, which I don't, I doubt will happen. But if thing, they've got two hard games as well. They've got Chooks and Cowboys. Cowboys. Oh, so if, yeah. If they lost those two. Canberra wins three. Um, that that could be that could be the bunnies gone. Um, I just don't think they've got the full squad to to win a grand final. They don't have a, a halfback to win a grand final. Um, so I, I now don't think they'll go very deep at all. Um, yeah, well, I do like the bunnies, but I don't think they've got the squad to do it. Yeah, bro, I totally agree. Like, I, I, I think they got exposed by Penrith the other night. You know, um, Penrith really found them out in some areas that they probably haven't been taken to those sort of deep waters for a while. You know, and and I think, um, yeah, I, I can't see the Rabbitohs going too far. And as I said, if they finish if they finish eighth, 
they've got a tough, tough game week one where I I can't see them getting anywhere near Penrith again. Um, so yeah, I can't um, I can't see the bunnies going too far. But they have definitely shown some some uh, some good things this year, and I think they'll be better off for it next year. Definitely. Right. So uh, we'll move into the next segment now, which is Warriors Wonders. So Jay Warrior, if you want to take this one away, mate, go for it. Yeah, I just thought, boys, this week's question would be, what is your best trade of the year and what is your worst trade of the year? Now, I'll give you a second to think about it and I'll mention my best trade of the year. And I'm actually, it's changed a bit, but I'm going to say Nat Butcher. And I've actually had him in my team twice. And both times, he's been a great trade-in. And you might think, well, if he was a great trade-in, why did you get rid of him? Well, because when I got rid of him, the team's... Someone had come back in, hadn't they? Yeah, it was Tupanua. Oh, and Radley, yeah. And Radley. And then there was the injuries again. Tupanua went out. And so we got him back. So... I bought him in round 11, and then I flicked him in round uh, 16, and then I got him back in round 20, and obviously he's killed it since. So I'm pretty. I'm going to give myself a big rap for the way I've controlled Nat Butcher this year, but then I'm going to give myself a big, fat uppercut for Trent, the pretender, Peoples. Remember he scored a 50 and we all thought, who's this bloke? But none of us actually read the rules of NRL. He wasn't in their top 30. He could only play with a special exemption. But old Muppet boy here thinks, nah, I'll get him. 50 is going to be a great cash cow. It was a great pain in my backside because then I only had about 60 grand when I tried to upgrade someone. So he was a Oh, so, I think I, I think we I think we need to give him one of these, uh, Jay Warrior. No, 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 no. Yeah, I think there's another one. I don't know if you've got it on the board, but uh, Trap City, Trap Trap City, bitch. He definitely was, and I think all three of us fell into that one. Shooter, did you fall on that? Nah, I didn't. I didn't, <laughs> didn't pick him up. What was yours then, uh, Shooter? Well, my my um my best trade is probably a people might think it's an odd one, but at the time I got him in, it was a really good good decision. I got um I'd watched Taylor May in the preseason, and I thought he looked pretty good. I thought he looked like he could uh, break a few tackles and score a few tries. And so when I think he was a late in. Um, Brian Tall got injured and Taylor May was a late in and um, I brought him in on his debut and he got a hat-trick and 52 points and then, How good is this bloke? And then yeah, he went on from there he's had a pretty good season he had a, like he, he's had a few scores in the 30s and, and whatnot but he's also scored a few uh, 60s and 50s so I've been pretty happy with him, I've kept him all year he's been mostly in my starting 17 for the whole year as well. So um, he's been one of my, my better trades this year. Um, and my dad was uh, tra- trading in 
the cheese three times. <laughs> and that's, no, 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 no. I start. Oh, well, I actually I start with the cheese and the yeah, two points. Got in, yeah, got injured or whatever. He, what happened? And then he come back early and he scored like a sixty or something. And then he just like <laughs> fell off the earth. <laughs> and so I sold him again, and then I bought him in again. And yeah, I don't. I, don't, I won't ever do that again because I'm sensible with trades nowadays. So yeah, no, good stuff. What about you, you know, Kyle? Yeah, man. So I spoke about Cameron Munster before. Not too long ago, there was a man by the name of Reed Marnie who just fell oh, off the face of the earth as well. So my trade of the year was going Reed Marnie to Cameron Munster in round 19. And since then, Cameron Munster has just absolutely killed people. He's dominated and he was probably the best trade and I could have made for Reed Marnie at the time. I did toss up. I was sort of trying to decide who I got. But I think that round I brought in Munster, Dewey, and Cameron Murray that round. I uh, made four trades, and the other one was there in Booth. But, um, but yeah, I'm really happy bringing in Munster for Reed Marnie because I think the next couple of games, Marnie uh, crapped out a 31 and a, and a 40 or something. Um, so, no, nah, I was really happy with that trade. And, and the storm, I just followed that storm narrative, which was that was when I piped up the six in a row from round 19, and they're sort of still going and sort of... Uh, reaping the rewards off the back of that. So, yeah, really happy with that one. Nice. Um, Give yourself an uppercut. (laughs) Uh, And, yeah, but for me, the worst trade of the year, it probably wasn't – it was pretty bad, but it's annoying. Hindsight's a funny thing, but probably bringing in Ryan Pappenhausen that second time when he returned for me. Um, You know, we kind of knew he was a bit prone to injuries. Uh, He came back, had, what, two or three games he was – quiet I think he might have scored a 50 and then a couple of 30s or 30 odd and then he went down again and you know I probably should have gone Latrell with hindsight you know it was just when Latrell was coming back I think a lot of people went Pappenhausen and we got burnt so unfortunately for me Ryan Pappenhausen yeah for my for my dud mate yeah um just yeah Trap bitch, 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 it did, mate. It did. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think I think he'll come back pretty good next year, though. But uh, I think it might just take him a little bit to get going. So I definitely won't be starting with him. Uh, this leads us into sort of our, our last uh, topic of the evening, and that's sort of just uh, obviously been a, a Kiwi band here in the Sunday Sunday show. Um, we'll just touch a little bit on on our on our favourite uh, Warriors team. They are struggling a little bit this year, but but I'd like to look forward to next year and and think we might do a bit better. So what we'll do is we'll just have a quick chat about our our players that are that we've recruited for next year and, and not a, a few pretty good names here. Um, Jay Warrior, what are your thoughts on Mitch Barney? Where do you sort of see him fit next year? I sort of laugh when you say a few good names. I was thinking, did you send me some different names or something? Because I haven't seen these good names that we're signing, but. <laughs> Yeah, Mitch Barnett, I suppose he's a slight upgrade on Jack Murchie, but not not great, is he? You know, like, he's no Ali Lautiti, and, yeah, he's got an error in him. He's injured now. I'm not excited to have him, but I'd, 
yeah, I'm not excited to have him, but hopefully proves me wrong. And I like the fact he has got an offload in him because I feel the Warriors are best when we when we do start offloading. So hopefully he can secure an edge, and uh, that would mean our, our back three should comprise of, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, that I'd like to see... I'd like to see Curran starting at lock. Uh, or actually, I'd like to see Curran on the other edge. Curran on an edge. Barnett on an edge. And I'd like to see Jazz at 13. I've got a lot of time for Jazz, but yeah. And then the big bop is just setting the platform so those boys on the edge with the offloads can do their stuff. Yeah, nice, mate. Nice. And uh, this is a player I'm quite looking forward to seeing coming over, to be fair. He lit it up for the Kiwis in the centres, and, and I'm kind of hoping that they slot him in there uh, uh, next year at the Warriors. Nets. Marata Niakore, shooter. What are your thoughts there, man? I, I actually reckon he might go into the middle rotation, eh? But like, I'm, I'm quite happy that he's coming because he can play pretty much um, anywhere from centre to edge to prop or thirding. Um, so I think I think he'll be a good pickup. He's a Warriors junior as well, which is always good. Um, you think so, he'll play centre? Centre. Yeah, do you think he'll play centre? I can't see it. I think I think maybe as a as a backstop, but I, I don't see him starting the year there. I see he's, he's been playing a lot of middle for Parramatta, and he's uh, the last few weeks, and he's been quite good there. Um, I definitely think he'll be in the forwards somewhere because I, I actually think Barnett will be in the middle rotation somewhere as well. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, I'd like to see him line up in the centres. I, I, he's probably not that big. Oh, he's not that fast, you know. Yeah. Uh, real really good probably, defensively. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd like to see him at the centres. I just don't know. Uh, I would like to see him <laughs> play in the centres though. Um, Another one, Luke Metcalf coming to us from the Sharkies. Um, obviously, can't even get into that top 17, just full of stars there. I just think, uh, you know, he's got to offer a little bit at, at, at half there. Uh, he also can play fullback. So um, I think he's just going to be developed next year. I can't sort of see him playing too much in the 17 unless we get some real major injuries around the halves or SJ decides to hang the boots up or, uh, or whatever. But I just think he's probably going to play a bit of Reggie's just to start off. Um, get himself, uh, you know. Um, I thought he, I think he's a lock-in to, to start at six. But yeah, and I think that's why they're playing musical chairs this year because they sort of knew he was coming. I think they've got big raps on him, and and he's out of all our signings next year, he's the one that I'm most excited about. But I, yeah, I, I'd quite like to see him get first crack at six with SJ. Um, but yeah, you reckon they won't. Do you, you think reckon they'll start with Bokman then? Yeah, I don't think that. I don't know if he'll start. I think they'll probably chuck Ronald Bokman in there, to be fair. Mm. Sure. The, th- the thing is, we've, we've still got Tamari Martin coming. Where, mm. where are they going to play him? It, it sounds like he was going to get first shot at six. Um, who can also play fullback, and if they want to go chance uh, in the centres. But I think chance will be coming back to play fullback, I would think. Um, yeah, yeah, what about, what about yeah. Dylan Walker? Does he do his manly role? Or because I, yeah, I think Dylan Walker plays 14, yeah, yeah, that's what that, that sort of leads me into the next one with um, with uh, Chance Nickel Clockstand and Dylan Walker shooter. You probably picked it out quite right there. I think Dylan Walker's probably going to come off the pine just and play that role that Manly's playing him at the moment. He looks really good, eh? 
Do you not reckon we couldn't fit him in at centre? Because I, I think that's where we lack, is we lack a centre. I must admit Montoya's looked all right at the end, but... Um, you know, well, has been really, really good as well at the end of the season. Um, two, two real big bodies. Dylan Walker could play centre, but I, I think at, at his age and, and how he's been playing for Manly, he's like real quick through the middle. And he so he comes on after 20, 30 minutes and running at those um, tied forwards because he, he's got a bit of footwork about him and he's a good ball player. He's another player as well that he could play pretty much anywhere in that back line if we needed to and then could also probably fill in at like a 13 or hooker. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I'm pretty happy with the signing. I know lots of people don't have the whole thing about character, blah, 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 but yeah. Um, yeah, he's definitely experienced, another good experienced guy to come in. Eh? And as I said, I think he's going to play 14 off the bench. He's looked really good there for Manly this year. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, that's sort of our last one, Chance Nickel Clockstad. Now, he's an interesting one. I, I don't know what the Warriors are sort of going to uh, looking at for him. It's either going to be, obviously, fullback or centre. Uh, he doesn't – I don't know if it's a good signing. I don't really rate it, to be fair. He's a good player. He's a Warriors junior. Got a lot of heart. You know, loves the club, obviously, coming back. Um, it's it's a funny one. I think I think he'll probably play fullback. It's obviously his best yeah. position, um, but probably yeah. Um, poor yeah. man, poor man's RTS really, isn't he? Uh, no, yeah, I think so. Great, he's got great work rate. He just doesn't have the natural talent that perhaps RTS has. Um, but his work rate's great, and hopefully that professionalism can sort of rub off. But yeah, he doesn't have that line break sort of that RTS used to have. So. Yeah, exactly. Shooter, what are your thoughts on Chance, bro? Do you reckon he's going to play fullback? Oh, I don't know. Now, now they're signed to Mori, uh, to Mori. I don't, I don't know um, where they're going to play him. Which I have heard it's going to be in the six. So I assume that means Chance goes fullback, or does that mean Chance goes centre and Metcalf goes fullback? I don't know. Yeah, but I, I, I quite like the. I, I don't mind the signing. Um, his first year at the Raiders, he was a gun. He's had a few injuries here and there, um, and he's like a really good defensive fullback as well, um, which we have obviously missed the last two years. So, so uh, you're not impressed with Reef Walsh's goal line defence? Yeah, well, he's got a bit to learn. He's only, he's only young, but um, yeah, I don't know. I think he'd be a good signing. He'd be the um, worst defensive fullback in the NRL. Yeah, I don't think it helps with his age and his and his um, size. Yeah, you got he, flattened on the weekend. He's gone from being the greatest potential this year to perhaps one of the greatest disappointments. Like he was awful, awful on Friday night, and you're sort of thinking you're not going to get a start. You'll be riding the pine and, at the Broncos. So good luck. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, guys, that's our Warriors chat, but um, I'm going to give them one of these. Last night took a L, but tonight I bounce back. Wake up every morning, by the night I count stacks. Knew that I was real when I hit it, bounce back. You ain't getting shit. 2023, baby, that's us. Yeah. Uh, so that wraps up the show, guys. Um, Shoot, have you got any last words before we finish up? And obviously, it'll be our final show. Um, I've had a disappointing year fantasy-wise, I feel, to be honest. Um, another year of disappointment, but bounce back factor for next year and have a rest from fantasy. Oh, well, I don't have a rest. I go into NFL fantasy now, so <laughs> so um, we'll, go, we'll go down that road. Yeah. But um, 
Yeah. Enjoy your break. Yeah, man. Beautiful. Good luck with that NFL fantasy, mate. Cheers, man. Jay Warrior, how about you, mate? Yeah, I guess I've had a bit of a meh year. Sort of just, yeah, plotted along. Haven't done anything spectacular. But you always look forward to it next year. And, uh, yeah, it's exciting to see how what a beast TK's set up with Talking League and a lot of the initiatives he's got planned for next year. And it's just good community that he's set up now. And uh, I look forward to that part probably more than anything. And also I'm looking forward to next year with the buys. I reckon that's going to make it next level. Sort of trying to like think of, I can't wait just to see the draw and think who gets that buy week one and going, oh, you almost don't want to buy a player from that team in week one, you know. But if it's the Panthers, do you go, well, you know, what do you do? Do you miss out? Or if it's Sharks, do you say, well, I'm not going to have Hines? So, no, it's exciting, but no, it's been good. Yeah, definitely going to be interesting for sure. Um, yeah, I just want to, I just want to thank everyone for their support over the year with Talking League, and you know all the all the messages we've received, and and um, just yeah, all the support's been really good this year, and it's helped uh, TK to grow the community and and you know and rally around all his all his team, um, you know us three and and all the other guys on the other podcasts. It's been really good, and I've really enjoyed it, and definitely looking forward to next year and some of the things that we're looking to do to really improve the Talking League. Uh, uh, Facebook page and the Talking League community with the info and the stats and things like that. It's going to be really, really interesting. Um, so, yeah, definitely looking forward to And looking forward to this, as you said, Jay Warrior, the strategies that we're going to have to employ next year with the uh, the, 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 the 17 teams rather than the 16 is going to be very, very interesting to see how we go about it. I'm sure. And, um, and just on that, if anyone's got any ideas on what we can do better or what they'd like to see, Feel free to send a message to any of the boys or to TK and uh, everything's up for the mix. You know, like we're about trying to make sure we can bring the best stuff to the people. So, um, yeah. So thanks again, everyone. That wraps up the show and wraps up our Sunday wrap for uh, for 2022. Uh, good luck with the final few weeks of the competition and uh, go hard. And uh, we'll see you all back fresh and ready to roll next year. Cheers, guys.